food carts everywhere, fried corn on a stick, and a nighttime vegan food market. This week, we're in Portland, Oregon. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. You've found the place where we sample the great food this big world has to offer at DestinationEatDrink.com and at the Destination Eat Drink podcast. This week, we're talking with Ashley Castellanos about Portland, Oregon. But before we do that, could you take a moment to support the Destination Eat Drink cause? Just a couple of bucks, and it's super easy to do. Just go to DestinationEatDrink.com and click on the Contribute button. Thank you so very much. Ashley Castellanos is the brains behind Vegan Ventures. She's a photographer, videographer, and content creator based in Portland, Oregon. Ashley started in the corporate world, but soon chucked that and moved abroad, living in six countries in five years, including Vietnam and Spain. Now, back in the U.S., Ashley works to tell stories through her creative lens, including the story of vegan cuisine. Her work has been featured in Veg Out magazine, as well as the New York Times. Ashley and I talk about her journey to veganism, as well as the vibrant vegan scene in Portland. Along the way, Ashley and I talk about some of the city's great African and Asian food, lament some great lost breakfast spots, and talk about food cart pods. Plus, Ashley shares tons of recommendations, including several that can be enjoyed by vegans and omnivores alike. Okay, I need some of that fried corn, so let's eat. Destination Eat Drink. Ashley from Vegan Ventures, welcome to Destination Eat Drink. It's great to talk to you. It's great to have you on the podcast. Glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm going to start with a pretty obvious question, but I think it's usually pretty interesting when I talk to folks who are vegan and vegetarian. Um, when did you become vegan and what was the backstory? What was the reasoning behind that decision? I've been vegan now for a little over five years. Um, it was summer 2017 and I was actually living in Hanoi, Vietnam at the time. And my decision to become vegan, I mean, I was vegetarian a few years prior, and then I moved overseas. I first moved to Spain, and I did move from country to country, and I stopped because um, it was quite difficult at the time. I moved to Spain in 2014. I don't know, just one day in Vietnam, I was reminiscing of like how good I felt when I was eating um like no meat and eating very clean. And I just thought, you know, I want to re-explore that. And I just kind of felt the need to go fully vegan at the time. So I did some readings. I read the book, The China Study, and it was just very convincing for me to just go fully vegan. So it was a six-month transition while I lived in Vietnam. And surprisingly, it was quite easy just because I always ate out. It was cheaper to eat out um, in Vietnam. So I was always able to find vegan options. Um, veganism was growing a lot at the time. So, and yeah, I just kind of haven't looked back ever since. So yeah, over five years now. <laughs> That's interesting that you made the switch while you were in Vietnam. One thing that I think about often with Asian cuisine, Far Eastern Asian cuisine, is that it can be a little more difficult to be vegan 
simply because of the proliferation of uh, fish sauce and also something called bonita flakes, which is dried uh, fish flakes. Um, and a lot of uh, Far Eastern countries, they don't consider that to be non-vegan. When we lived in Hawaii, if we went to a restaurant and um, someone asked them if, they, if everything was vegan, they would say yes, but then we would find out that there was bonita flakes in it, which is obviously not vegan. Did you run into any issues like that when you were in Vietnam? I did not. I'm allergic to fish. So if I had fish, you would know. <laughs> I would I would know. <laughs> um yeah, there was a, just like a lot of vegan options there at the time. There were there were these lunch buffets and they were vegan lunch buffets where you just go and eat as much as you wanted for like $2. And yeah, so as far as I know, I was not consuming fish because I, my mouth would know. It would have burned. Right, so. right. Oh man, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um so you're in uh you're in Portland, Oregon now. I love Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Back in 2012, it was one of the I don't know, three or four places where we were considering moving and uh, along with Asheville, North Carolina, Portland, Oregon, and Austin, Texas. Austin ended up winning out. That's where we wound up. But Portland was right. We were really thinking about going because we really love Portland so much. Um, why do you love Portland? What is it about Portland that makes it special for you? Well, honestly, I have to say the food first <laughs> Always and foremost. a good reason. <laughs> um, it's always, I mean, we were spoiled here for good food, but um, I grew up in Port, uh, outside of Portland. I grew up in Beaverton. And so, you know, this is home for me. And I mean, what I always appreciate is the fact that um, there's just always something to do, um, especially outside. I love the fact that you can go to waterfalls, the beach, the mountain, and it's not far um, I feel like that's why so many people move here in the first place is because you just have access to so many beautiful things. And then if you want the city life, I mean, you have the city, even though it's not like that big of a city, but, you know, it's it, it's still really nice. You just have access to anything you're kind of in the mood for, which I really enjoy. Yeah, there is a lot to do in Portland. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned the food because let's let's dive in. Let's let's do it. Yes. One of the things that's that's uh, I think it's fairly new is this new vegan night market. And I've seen videos. I've seen you going there. It looks super interesting. Give me a thumbnail. What are we talking about at the vegan night market in Portland? Yeah. The, so the vegan night market is um, put on by Chelsea Davis. She started it. Um, a few months ago, I believe the one that I went to recently was the fourth one. Oh, it is. So it's totally brand new. Yeah, it's it's very new, which is really exciting. And I had I got to, of course, like work with the vegan night market. So I got to talk with Chelsea and she was telling me that she wants the vegan night market here to be like you know, the street markets that you see in L.A. Like L.A. has so many vegan street markets, night markets and things like that. And, you know, they happen very consistently and they're massive. And she wants that same kind of environment here in Portland, which I agree. I feel like it's something that is missing. And what's been really exciting to see is that each month it just keeps growing. I mean, I went to one in September and it was like on a street corner. I mean, it was full of people. Mm -hmm. And then and then the one recently that was on uh, Halloween weekend, I mean, it was in this like massive building um, at the Red Building in Southeast Portland. And yeah, there was just a lot of vendors. It just keeps growing. So I definitely see that there's a lot of potential to be like 
the street markets that you see in LA. So, which I'm really excited to see happen. So tell me about a few of the vendors that are at the vegan night market. Who are some of the folks that we should definitely go and see when we go to that vegan night market in Portland? Well, the first one that came to my mind is our uh, vegan cocina. They have an incredible like fried corn on a stick. Oh, yum. That is just worth waiting in line for. I mean, both times that I've gone to the vegan night market, there's just a long line. Um, it's mainly for the corn, but also everything else. They do have other dishes that are just so good. And so I highly recommend um, going early to, um, to get their food before the line gets too long. But if you wait in line, it will be worth the wait, I promise. Um, so you can see them, um, Oban Shikudo. They are a vegan Japanese restaurant here, and they've been vending each um, vegan night market. But then in terms of like kind of like products, because that's the other thing as well is that you can buy like vegan products, whether it's food or, or like things for the home. But Vegan Dude, Vegan Dude makes amazing sour cream and cheddar chips, pizza chips, like all those like classic chips that you grew up with, you know, with like the with ruffles with the ridges. They make a vegan version and it's amazing. It's it's um, one of my favorite vendors there. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a great and a great name too. Vegan dude. Vegan That's dude. perfect. Yeah, easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the corn. Um, so what did you say? Fried corn? Yeah, they like they on the cob or how how is it how is it? Yeah, made? it's on the cob. And so they yeah, they have a corn on the cob and then I really am not sure what the batter is but they definitely fry it and then they season it like you would see with any street corn i went with a friend of mine and i wasn't even gonna have a bite at first because i was like i'm sure it's good but i was like is it that good and then she's like do you want a bite and i was like oh might as well and then i took a bite and it was just like i was like oh my god i get it now <laughs> like i get why people are waiting in line for this corn so um but i'm not 100 sure what it is um what the batter is it's just whatever it is it's very addicting Get me one of those for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a bite ain't going to do it. <laughs> yes. You need a whole uh, one to yourself. Another thing that I love about Portland is the uh, is the food cart scene. Now, in, in Austin, you know, they have food trucks. Mm -hmm. Food trucks are the big thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're mobile. Sometimes they're not mobile. They're parked in food truck uh, parks, they call them. Um, but in, in Portland, at least when I was there, it was something different. They have food carts mm -hmm. and those aren't nearly as mobile, but they have these, at least I remember, they had these massive food cart parks where there would be dozens of these things parked. Um, how, is, how is the food cart scene for uh, vegan food in Portland? I imagine there's a lot to choose from. Oh, 100%. It's been growing a lot. Like there's just been more and more food carts opening and especially like fully vegan ones or at least ones with like really great vegan options. Um, I mean, like one of my favorites that I go back to is Lamai Plate. Um, the owner, Cha, she's from Eastern Thailand, but she does um, Asian fusion foods and the entire menu is already gluten-free for anyone that's gluten-free but almost every dish can be veganized and every time i go i'm always very happy and also the owner cha is like the sweetest person and the best person to talk to so you'll definitely have a great experience just chatting with her and then enjoying her delicious food so that's um one of my favorites and it's in a food cart pod over in Selwood. So you can, um, there's an ice cream 
food cart right there too if you wanted to get dessert but cha also has really great desserts so um it's a one-stop shop for sure food cart pods that's what they're called yes. in portland yeah i was i was trying to come up with the name <laughs> food cart pods okay and what was the name of the of that place again it's called la my plate and my la is m-a-i yeah sounds divine yes it's amazing <laughs> where else do you like to go for a vegan food cart in portland there's also another one closer in Selwood. Um, it's a different food cart pod, but there's a new food cart that opened called Maisha. And it's a fully vegan Kenyan uh, food cart. And the food is... I had never had Kenyan food before, but wow. I was like, I wish I had Kenyan food, food sooner in my life. It was so... Um, it was really good. So that's like another one of my favorites. And then there is, of course, St. John's. If you go over there, there is Flourish the food truck and everything is vegan and they do an amazing caprese sandwich, um, a grilled sandwich. It's yeah, it's amazing. Um, so that's another one that I really enjoy. And then there is also Stretch the Noodle downtown. Um, they do Chinese <laughs> hand-pulled noodles. Um, it's, uh, yeah, one of my favorite spots if you want, like, really good noodles. Um, and then there's also in Knob Hill, there is Bing Me. Um, they do Chinese uh Chinese crepes. Like, this, it's a street food. And on Mondays, they always have the vegan version. So if you wait for Mondays, it's totally worth it because they have a vegan um, jumping. That's what they make. Sorry. They do a vegan jumping on Mondays and um, it's also really good. So those are some a few of my favorites. I'm so glad you mentioned that Kenyan food because I've really been getting into African food since we moved to Portugal. There's a bunch of great African places in Lisbon. My girlfriend just came home a little while ago and she said, we found this great Mozambique restaurant today. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying in that new place. But I've seen you post about some of these African food places in Portland. You mentioned the Kenyan one. Um, are there any other African food places in Portland that you're especially uh, passionate about? Yeah. Um, one that is very popular here is Akadi. Uh, they do West African food and they have a great um, vegan selection, um, especially because of their stews and their jollof rice. Uh, yeah, their jollof rice. Um, they just have a lot. Um, and then one I went to recently, um, it's not fully African, but it's Haitian and West African food. And it's called Khan. And the owner is um, James Beard Award winner, Gregory Gorday. And um, I went there recently with friends. And what an experience. I mean, first, the restaurant is beautiful. And then the service, everyone was so kind and friendly and accommodating. As soon as I said, um, vegan, uh, our waitress, like, left and came back with a separate vegan menu. And yeah, you had great vegan options from starters to mains to even desserts. And also the menu already is dairy-free and gluten-free. So, um, but everything was delicious. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Just, I was very satisfied with everything that we got. Um, my favorite were the creamed like peanut 
collard greens. It was just these collard greens and this peanut Ooh, sauce that yum. was, it was so good. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I need more of this in my life. Um, <laughs> so there's been um, more restaurants like that that's been opening here and that have great vegan options, which has been really great to see because um, especially for like upscale dining, because I get asked that a lot, like what are some good restaurants um, that are like more upscale and um that have great vegan options because it's kind of hard to find. So it's nice to see that there's um, more of that here as well. All right. Well, upscale options, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back to more like down home type stuff yeah. on this next question yeah. because our mutual friend Eunice Reyes from Rated V did a video on vegan mac and cheese in Portland, mm-hmm. and I I didn't realize there would be so many vegan mac and uh, places you could get vegan mac and cheese in Portland, but she must have gone to I don't know four five six different places. Um, do you have a favorite place in Portland for vegan mac and cheese? Daily Fuel, they do a great vegan um, mac and cheese. I mean, they're entirely vegan to begin with, and they're uh, plant-based. And so um, their cheese sauce is homemade um, with, like, real ingredients, nothing fun, like, no weird stuff. Um, and I love it. Like, you you can just taste the freshness and just how good it is, and it's very creamy. Um, so I really love their mac and cheese. And then another mac and cheese, I would say... Um, Blossom Me Lotus. They also have a really good mac and cheese as well. Um, but I actually don't get mac and cheese too often when I go out <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm very skeptical when it comes to mac and cheese because I love a good mac and cheese, but it's not um, my oh, my my go to all the time. Yeah, I know. I've uh, I've talked about this a little on the podcast, and um, I, I think you know the the problem is that vegan cheese sometimes is difficult to find when it comes to really good vegan cheese. Now, we finally found a place in Lisbon that makes fantastic vegan cheese, but we were having difficulty for several months finding really good vegan cheese. The stuff in the grocery store here is not good. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you're kind of rolling the dice when you uh, when you try vegan cheese, although, you know, the quality of the stuff has gone really exponentially better, I would say, in the last uh, several years, because it used to be really hard to find good vegan cheese. Oh, I agree. So, so yeah, no, yeah, to your point, it's, it's definitely gotten better, but yeah, I'm very picky when it comes to vegan cheeses, um, especially when it comes to a particular dish. So it's kind of like, do I want to try it? Do I not? So, so yeah, I understand. (laughs) Portland to me is a great breakfast city. And, uh, I just, I just had a, I just had a gentleman on, uh, Stu Helm from Asheville, North Carolina. And I told him, I think Asheville is a great breakfast city. I think Portland is also a great breakfast city. It's a great place to go out for a good breakfast. Um, Where are your go-to places when you want to go out early in Portland? I have to say... um some of my favorite spots recently closed. <laughs> it was, um, oh no, yeah, like they're my go to spots and they were doing well, at least I thought. But I, I just want to point out there that it is a hard time for restaurants or anyone working in the restaurant or service industry, and especially yeah. with staffing issues and things like that. So, um, so obviously, yeah, it's hard to run a business when you're not always fully staffed and there's always like ongoing issues that keep coming up. So, my absolute go-to ones, which were like South by Northwest and Ditto. They they unfortunately closed these last few months. 
But I still have some other favorite ones, um, but I just wanted to say RIP to them because they were so good. Yeah. But some of my favorites are like Nectar Cafe in North Portland. They are vegan and have really great breakfast options, especially when it comes to their waffles. They have like a savory, like mushroom gravy waffle. That's really nice. Um, Blossoming Me Lotus also has really good brunch. Um, and also there is uh, Junior's cafe they have really good vegan options they've been around for i think like over 30 years um so they're just like a really cool local spot but yeah those are some of my some of my favorites but yeah but my absolute go-to ones unfortunately close so (laughs) it's such a drag man because our number one favorite place we would go there sometimes more than once a week um closed a couple months ago in our town here in portugal and you know i don't want to i don't want to over dramatize this but my girlfriend and i talk about this quite often it's like you know our lives just aren't quite as rich anymore because this place closed and it shouldn't be like that but hey man you you're invested when when you find a great place where you can go and just hang and 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 be relaxed and have friendly people and all of a sudden it's gone it does leave a bit of a void in your life. Yeah, just because like restaurants, you know, like, I mean, I feel like with restaurants, you know, they're building a community, right? A, a, a space for people not to just enjoy really good food, but like you said, to get together. And when, yeah, when they go, when unfortunately they go away, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, like our, our spot, you know, that we used to go to. It's just like, um yeah, you obviously like lose someone important in the community. So um, it, it's it's quite unfortunate, but I understand that it does happen and um, especially like during these times. So um, but I'm glad that they that they did that they did exist at some point. So it's like, thank you for blessing us with your amazing food and presence, um, even if it wasn't forever. But um, I still very much enjoyed that period. That is such an optimistic tone that you strike, Ashley. I'm glad glad you're much more optimistic than I am because I'm just thinking, oh, man, I I wanted to go there tonight and I can't. Um, (laughs) One thing I notice uh, with vegan food is this pull between trying to recreate meat-based dishes in a vegan form and creating vegan dishes that are simply vegan to start with. And I was wondering... Uh, as a person who's been vegan for five years, what, what's your take on this kind of yin and yang between these two ideas of uh, of vegan food? Of just kind of like the meat alternatives? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly don't mind the meat alternatives. Um, it's something that I don't try to consume all the time. Um just because at the end of the day, they are like quite processed and um, and I just don't want to eat a lot of that all the time, but I don't mind trying it or having it here and there. I see it more of just kind of like a, like a treat, I guess, you know, just something. Okay. I will have this because I want to satisfy a certain craving or something, but I think it's great. Like at the end of the day, it's just, I feel like those kind of um, meat alternatives are geared more towards people that are trying to be vegan, you know, like they're transitioning and sometimes they just want something that's easy or um, recognizable, I guess. Um, to, yeah, to help, familiar. Or familiar. Or that's the that's the better word for a familiar for to help them transition. So I think in that sense, it is great. Um, but honestly, like if you're going to give me like a burger, I would definitely prefer 
uh, a veggie burger that was made with like plant-based ingredients. And what I mean, plant-based, like, you know, real ingredients, um, like actual veggies or things like that, um, instead of like a, a processed meat alternative. That's just what I would prefer. Not that I'm opposed to it and I will still eat those meat alternatives, but um, I would definitely prefer the ones that are just less processed and actually homemade. Yeah, I look at them as kind of like uh, vegetarian and vegan junk food. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with having them every once in a while, but you can't you can't subsist on them. Or I don't know, I suppose you could, but you probably wouldn't want to subsist upon them. Exactly. Like if you look at meat as well, or like meat products, there's also some that are very heavily processed as well. So it's just like there's always going to be those processed foods because it is just cheaper. Um, and just more accessible to people, I guess. Um, so it's just, I guess, just being very mindful of, um, I'm very mindful of what I put into my body. And so, um, so I just try to not eat them all the time because I just know it's going to affect me, like my mood and my energy and things like that. So, so yeah, it's just like here and there is okay. You've got lots of non-vegan friends. Uh, give us an idea of some of the places that you go to when you're taking them out for a night. You know, where, where do you guys like to go that everyone in your uh, social circle can be satisfied? One of my top favorites is Topper Me's. They like have great vegan options, but they're not fully vegan. And especially when I take people there who haven't had Burmese food, they're just always in for a nice surprise because they're they're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I'm like, I know. And so, <laughs> that's, so that's um, one of my favorites here. Um, another one here is called Can Font. It's a Spanish restaurant and they have amazing um, vegan options when it comes to tapas and paella. But of course, Spanish food is not traditionally vegan. So um, everyone really enjoys the food there as well. Um, another one that I really like is Campana. It's an Italian restaurant over in North Portland, and they also have great vegan options and everyone can enjoy a little something. Um, I mainly have to think of where to eat that is not fully vegan when it comes to eating with my family, because my parents and my brother are not vegan. And so when we want to do family dinners, I really have to think, okay, where do I take them? And especially because my dad is very, very picky. So, (laughs) so I have to be like extra mindful of like, okay, what, what is he going to like? Um, so, so like the ones that I mentioned, um, you know, they've always enjoyed and, um, same with Cafe Nell. They, I think they have like one vegan option, but my parents really enjoy it. So I do it because they really like it. So yeah, so those are those are some of my few favorites. And Victoria Bar. Victoria Bar, great vegan options. Um, not fully vegan though, so everyone can enjoy something. Um, and also it's a really cool bar um, as well. So yeah, so those are some of my some of my go-tos. Well, thanks for sharing all those great places in Portland with us. Thank it's you. a great foodie city and it's so much, you know, there's so much to do besides food, but of course we focused on the food in this episode and it's just been great talking to you about all these excellent places in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Ashley, thanks for being on Destination Eat Drink today. Love to have you back another time. We can talk about some other stuff. You've been all around the world, so you've got lots of stuff to talk about. Um, Would you come back and do another show with us at a later date? Yeah, 100%. I love to chat more with you and especially just about more about travels and food and any anything you want. I'm, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> okay, there you go. 
what a kind and thoughtful person Ashley is. And she knows Portland like the back of her hand. What a great list of recommendations she gave us. Man, when you're going to Portland, make sure you have that in your hip pocket. I've got links to Ashley's work as well as the places she talked about in the show notes. You can get that at radiomisfits.com slash ded217. And follow Ashley on Instagram at Vegan Ventures. She posts tons of delicious photos and videos. Well, that'll put a bow on this week's show. Next week, we're talking sandwiches. Until then, head over to DestinationEatDrink.com. I just posted a story about one of my favorite and lesser-known neighborhoods in Lisbon, the Grasses neighborhood. There's great street art there, an amazing viewpoint. You can check that out at DestinationEatDrink.com slash Grasa. That's G-R-A-C-A. Or just go to DestinationEatDrink.com slash blog. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you so very much. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And a guy who wants to know if scotch is vegan, Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson. I'll see you down the road. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink. A presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.